The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. so much everyone if you're tuning in live greatly appreciate it if you're catching this on the replay you're awesome make sure you catch us live helps us out more if you're uh, listening to us thank you can't believe it that many of you all of you listen to us play D. that's awesome but come on over check us out live over here on our twitch at podcasters underscore we also go live on our facebook and youtube podcasters tabletop gaming there's a, a dash in the middle of podcasters so Make sure you do that. But uh, before we get into tonight's session, we have uh, Jeff in as a guest once again. And he's actually be joining us for the next couple of weeks, uh, hopefully. I uh, want to oh, see what uh, Morgor has to do in Barovia. be very interesting. I'm throw a little bit of a chaoticness for you all. Uh, keep you all off of your feet, uh, on your toes, off your feet, as it is. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen with him. But if you all didn't know, Jeff oh, for, from DCT Industries is currently in the production of a new game called Kaimon. It's a good mix-up of, uh, think, Bakugan and Pokemon meets Warhammer or Dungeons & Dragons, where you as a player control multi, uh, multiple monsters on a battlefield, and you play against a, um, an opponent that also has monsters. Each monster, or Kaimon, has different attacks, abilities, advantages, and disadvantages that do come into play with the type of terrain. And they're fairly a quick session. I think it was like, what, 15 to 20 minutes we played per yeah, round? just about. Yeah. It's very fun. Uh, very fun is the, honestly, fun is the best way, best way to describe it. It reminds me of Pokemon Stadium, but with D&D. And I love it. So, Thank you. That is very kind. <laughs> um, if you guys haven't yet, please make sure to check out DCT Industries on Facebook and Instagram, uh, DCT underscore Industries and DCT Industries dot Tabletop Games. You got it. That was it? Yeah. Yes. All right. Everyone, please, uh, without further ado, let's get into tonight's session. Now, when we last left off a few weeks ago, our players had a bit of an encounter with some minis that I have uh, painted up after the fact. There were these wolf hybrids that mutated and attempted to devour Finks, Howard, Azoth. Y'all got attacked. Ricky got mauled by a werewolf. That had lasers coming out of one of its eyes. Very Kano-styled. And when we left, they were literally bleeding, being strangled, trying to recuperate, and began to take a long rest, short rest? I believe it, I'll say short rest. The short rest, I think. I turned one into a copper piece. You turned one into a copper piece with the Barovian uh, stamp on it, too. It's not a standard copper piece, you did notice. And as one of the werewolves had uh, 
fled off into the woods, being surrounded by the mist. The other one turned into a copper piece. The remaining wolves and creatures fled and left the party for now without further trouble. Azoth, Remus, Howard, and Finks. What you doing? Oh, yeah. Finks got turned into a frog. Forgot about that. It is for quick. Just for a little bit. Now he's back. What are you all doing? There we go. So I think we're just kind of making our way down, right? If you, start, did a short rest. you did your short rest. And then we started walking. Start walking. Start, yeah. All right. Guys, just get my other map. So you guys had begun. Let's see. Just a moment, guys. I just want to download a map so I can view this with you. I real I thought it was over here, and it's not. And let's see, you guys have begun traveling north along the um, the road. The uh, you begun traveling along the road to go towards the town of Valakai, and in the direction of the Sare Pool encampment. I want all of you all to... Actually, one of you, make a survival check. I'll do it. That's a nine. All right. Finks, as you're leading the party and stumbling along the way, you do uh, find yourself being um, distracted by whispers coming from the mist. Thanks. Thanks. What? Turn around at the party. Who said that? You said what? I look, I look, at, I look at Azoth really close. Just, why are you doubting my leadership? You okay, Finks? Oh, I'm just fine. I continue leading the party. Okay. Um, <laughs> usually Azoth gets to lead the way through the, the wilderness, and now that I'm taking the lead, I'm, I'm just assuming I'm being judged for being wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, who wants to make a perception check to see what's going on? Um, I will. Why not? Okay. <clears throat> Nine. All right. So as you start looking over at Finks, you see almost to be a shadow clinging to him. And it looks like the shadow is mimicking him as normal. And then you see the head of the shadow just kind of look at you and then quickly turn back 
and follow in line with Finks as nothing ever happened. It's like his shadow on the ground. He just kind of, yeah, turned around and looked at you a little bit. It's still on the ground, right? Like I can see it on the ground moving, like it's moving towards me. Oh no! Like his sphinx is following him, like nor like his shadow is following him, like normal as you guys were walking. But mm-hmm. as he kind of turns around, and, like stares at you, and he like keeps walking forward, you can see like the head of his shadow distinctly just kind of looks over and looks at you, and then just kind of turn like quickly cocks the it's head on, back. It's on like the ground though, right? Oh yeah, like the head's okay. on. The, yeah. <clears throat> so then um, I'm gonna walk towards uh, the shadow and just try to like stomp it real quick. Behind Finks. So as Finks is walking, you're going to see Howard just like randomly come up behind him and just start stomping his shadow behind him, following him. Finks, Howard comes running up behind you, starts stomping on the ground right behind you. Uh, Howard, did you hurt your foot? Hold on. I have something for this and I'll start digging through my bag. No, 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 no. It's it's okay. Your your shadow was looking at me. Yeah, it does that. Oh. Normally? Uh, yeah, when I move move around, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This is like... This. Does the shadow look... <laughs> shadow moves like normal. Okay. Yeah, see? Okay. Nothing to worry about. Hmm. Okay. I trust you. All right. I'll put Lucky back in the bag. You go to reach for Lucky? Make an investigation check. Oh, no. <laughs> I like that. Oh, no. A one. So zero. <laughs> You can't find Lucky. No. Where did I see him last? Make a history check. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I'll say uh, what... Seven. You saw him... Maybe before you came to Barovia? Before you followed through these mists? Could have been in that night when you were in the town. Can't really fully remember. Interesting. What you doing? Uh, starting to check some pockets of my party members. Subtly, or are you just gonna straight like just? Oh, I'm I'm blatant. Patting people down. Mm-hmm. Just like looking through your stuff. I mean, do any of you resist this or? Why are you touching (laughs) What are you doing? Hold on. Lucky's missing. Oh. Why don't you just say that instead of trying to, like, you know, go through my stuff? Because I see how you look at him. Howard, how do you look at Lucky? I don't know how I look at Lucky. I never look at him. (laughs) Jealously. (laughs) Um, I I don't have him. I don't either. Okay, he'll he'll find his way home. I'll 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 call him. Make an investigation check. I have not seen. Oh no. Uh, an eight this time. As you are looking over Howard's coat mm-hmm. and tucking like into pockets, there is a skeletal mouse in it clean like clean picked like a cl- 
clean skeleton. Almost like science class anatomy clean. I'll, sl- I'll, I'll pull out slowly and just slowly move my eyes towards Howard. Make a perception check, both of you. What is this? Um, that that That's not mine. I don't know how that got in there. I, I was borrowing this coat from a friend of mine. Yeah, that, that's what happened. Uh, next 20. Perception. I'm, I'm just looking at Azov. Perception, you said? or Perception. Did you just get uh, a nat 20 on the perception? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I got a dirty 20 on mine. You both so see... Total. There's a small there's a small twitch in the head of the skeleton as you pull it out. And thinks as you're pulling him up with a net 20, you see this little green flicker of flame light within like almost behind the skull. Okay. As Lucky's head turns around and look, kind of looks at you. Is is this Lucky, then? Like, can I... I don't, I don't know what we do, but maybe he's got, like, a trick or something that would let me determine who this is. Make an insight check. Okay. While he's doing that, uh, thinks I promise I had nothing to do with that. Uh, that looks like Crack might have taken over your, your Lucky, so you might want to uh, go after Crack Big Bag. 13. But it's like, um, fair enough. I mean, there's a few little uh, tricks that you remember... Kind of like you, you set the, the skeletal mouse on the ground and you find like a little like little like crumb of like moldy blue cheese and you just kind of like do a little sit command and he sits and you have like a little twirl around as you used to tr- teach him like very simple basic tricks when you were in the jail cell with no one else mm-hmm. to talk or play with. And the little entertainment that he has, recognize it's his mannerisms. Oh, okay. Just, and I just kind of throw him up on my shoulder let him, let him hang out a little out there. slank of bones you feel it's not like the big like it's not like a solid weight of a mouse anymore it's it's a little awkward because he's lighter and it's lanky-ish all right howard next time you could just ask if you want to see lucky i know he's a lot of fun and you know has these fun little tricks but you don't have to steal him i will I'll forgive you this time don't yeah, let it happen I again totally didn't steal him but okay yeah i, I will definitely ask next time <laughs> All right. Were you the one that took the doll? Did Howard have the doll? I have the doll. Okay. Next time I take your doll. <clears throat> you oh, wouldn't dare. I still say we should get rid of the doll. No, that that's coming along with us. That's uh, I important. Think that's... I saw Total... it in a dream. I, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> Make a... I, don't... I, I don't want I, to. I, I hold the tall tighter. That, that is where I stand. <laughs> I grab, like, my pack around it. I just kind of, like, hold the doll closer and <laughs> make sure. All right. Which way are we going? You guys are heading... Uh, to the north. Yes. You guys are heading west west, and then north. Uh, you come around a few bends. And as you approach, there is a fork in the road. To the left and to the right. You see that there is an old wooden gallow. It creaks in a chill wind, and it blows down from the high ground to the west on a small hill overlooking the pathway of the split. There's a well, well-worn well road that splits here. There's a signpost that you see. Barovia Village to the east, 
Sayre Pool to the north west and Ravenloft Valakai to the southwest. Hmm. You see that the northwest fork slants down and disappears into the trees while the southwest fork clings to an upward slope across from the gallows. There's a low wall crumbling in a pl- crumbling in places as it's kind of broken down these cobblestone looking um, stones that have been kind of built up into it are just falling down. Across from it, there's a low wall. Oh, that's crumbling. Uh, it, it encloses a, a small plot of graves. You see there's this, a slow uh, fog that's kind of lingering to it. Can everyone roll me a wisdom? Save. 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 Ooh. 25. 17. 6. <clears throat> 16. Okay. <clears throat> Howard. You're looking over at the plots in the cemetery, the small uh, plots of graves. You wouldn't consider it a cemetery. And you hear a, almost a moaning, sickly sounding. And then there's a creak of rope. The tight, almost as if something is being um, swinging in the wind. And um, you know, like the sound of like the tire swing. As it spins, as it like it turns around, how like the rope and the the knotted uh, sound, mm-hmm. you feel that you hear this uh, the uh, weight of the ro- of a of rope being kind of spinning. As you quick, as you slowly look up to where the gallows is, you see the body of a human male hanging by the neck. Black hair, shaggy, matted from the back. A dirty coat spins around slowly. The face looks matted, kind of uh, indistinguishable. The clothes are smattered and smeared with blood. The face looks tormented keeps spinning and rotating around. Make a perception check. Uh, 21. As it turns around for another cycle, you see on the back of the coat, there is a big hole that has been ripped from the center. Very similar to yours. I will start walking towards it. You all see Howard walking up to the gallows. It's empty. Looks like it hasn't been used in years. Howard, it's this way. Yeah, no, but there's there's a thing hanging up there. I just want to check it out real quick. Yeah, but it's this way. Remember, <laughs> no, we no, can't they... be out late. We, we don't have time. 
No, but but the guy is hanging like right there. It'd be just like a second. Do I have lucky on me? I'm making sure you didn't steal him again. Um, big perception check. This thing's hard to keep track of. Twelve. Yeah, he's still there. Okay. All right. Chewing on a piece of moldy cheese, and as he's chewing it, you see the crumbs of the cheese are just falling over your coat pocket, not or your like shoulder. I'll, I'll throw them back in the bag for later. You know, <laughs> beat him again. All right. You all see Howard walking up to an empty gallows. It's about three. I'm say, like, how tall is it? It is gallows. We're looking about five feet off the ground. There's a set of stairs that come up to the side of it and the post is 10 feet high body is hanging uh, from the middle of it you don't see the body oh yeah no there's no body okay well Howard yeah I'm the only one that sees it yep mm-hmm. alright so I'm gonna go up the stairs real quick and like kind of approach what I see as the body and see if I can like inspect it go through his coats if I can find anything if he has anything on him as you go up and start picking up the coat, uh, make an investigation check. That's a 10. As you go poking throughout it, see a few coins, roughly five copper pieces, a dagger, a torn up page. Looks to be ripped from a notebook. All right, I'll pocket the coins, I'll leave the dagger, I'll grab the paper, and uh, stick that in my coat for the moment. I need you to make a charisma saving throw. As you go to pull the paper and go to put it in your pocket, the body spins around, and you look up at it, and the eyes flash yellow. The dirty 20. Dirty 20. As the eyes flash yellow, you see they begin to bleed down. And he's blood, his blood pouring down from the eyes. You are startled for a moment, and your will holds true. And you push through it, and any fear or hold that was going to uh, take place, you kind of push through it, and you're good. I suggest if you're going to try to scam me, maybe use a different color. I do like the color yellow. Thank you. And I'm just going to head down the stairs and back towards the group. Wow. As you walk away, you see the body just just kind of fade off as if it was never there. Oh, that was rude. Wow. Man. I feel hurt, guys. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I meet up with the group again. All right, yeah, we can uh, we can, can go now real quick. I just wanted to check that body real fast. All right, let's continue. To the south, I start. But Wait. There, there was no body. It faded away like, like Mitch Connor. <laughs> yes. As you come down, uh, as this is happening, um, Remus, make a reception check for me. And days off. Uh, Nine. Azoth. 
What you got? 19. 19. All right. You both hear the loud stomping noises coming uh, coming from the from the uh, north uh, from the from the path to the far to the more northern path. Do they sound rushed? They sound loud and thick and heavy. You hear like the clamor of like someone like kind of like probably proclaiming loud uh, ramblings. Sounds uh, familiar to you. Sounds like your friend Morgor. Honestly. Not close. Probably about 10-15 minutes up the path. Um, hey guys, I know we've all seen and heard a lot of strange things the past uh, however long it's been. Um, I think we might have another friend here with us again, coming around. Uh, we ran into Boom Boom, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard Morgor off in the distance yelling and, you know, mumbling about barrels or something. He's pissed. Mm, that is true. We haven't seen any barrels since we've been here. Yeah. It was that way. If we want to go, it's the direction we're kind of going, so. Uh, I mean, we're going that way. I don't trust the mist at all with everything that's happened, but we're already going that way. And I heard it too, so there is something up there. There's something. All right. Well, if it really is more gore, let's, uh, let's collect them along for the ride and see if maybe he can help us out. All right. Sphinx, are you, you leading the way? Of course. Sphinx always leads the way because he yes, always he knows did. where he's going. Sphinx. Yes. Cheryl, survival? Please do. Uh, five. Oh, perfect. Okay. So as you are... Uh... got to stop listening to me. Oh, it's going to be perfect. No, it's going to be great. I, I, I love this. Y'all love this. We trust uh, you, Sphinx. We know you have Lucky and that we'll, we'll be in good hands with you too. Sphinx uh, and Azoth are uh, leading the way up in the front. As Azoth's trying to like, kind of point out and talk about um, the direction that he heard Morgor coming from, and the clears are have uh, come back, and the hilled rolling grass have become uh, crowded on both sides again. And as you all hear the stomping sounds of Morgor's feet now approaching, Finks with the five, you um, accidentally pull out your mace as you go to swing it. To uh, hearing hearing a noise come from behind, thinking it to be more wolves, and as you do, uh, Azoth, make a deck save with disadvantage as the mist begins to wrap around the party. Five, five. All right, Finks, you take a crack into Azoth. Uh, as you could have swore you heard noises coming from behind you from like snarling wolves and you all see Azoth get knocked into the mist. What are you all doing as a reaction as he gets stumped, pushed afar off into the tree line 
and the uh, the, su- the quick whip attack from Finks's uh, mace and the jerk reaction uh, took him off, uh, caught him off guard. Do um, I'm assuming I do not get a reaction to this? I'll give you a qu- I'll give you a reaction. Okay. Well, let me think about this. <laughs> Azoth, come back from the mist. There, there's no crowns in there. You, you can come back. Azoth. Oh, you know what? My action's definitely going to be to like hide my mace and like put it away like I didn't have it out. That's definitely what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> and because no one chooses to, to do any other reaction other than things hiding it. Sorry. <laughs> you all see the mist just engulf Azoth as it had with Boom Boom. And Azoth fades away. Okay, Azoth, this isn't funny anymore. You can come back out now. Can he control? Like he can control water. Can can he like teleport in the mist now? Is this something I missed? I'm just asking because I don't really do magic things, and you guys seem to have a better understanding of nature magic. Mm, I don't know. I can let me try. I'm gonna like walk up to it. Not gonna go into the mist, but. Just gonna like reach my arm out into it and just like feel. Where you go to reach where where Azoth's body was, it's just a swirl of mist. And as you go to reach, it almost feels that you have to push through it as if it it has a density to it. Um but as you kind of like wave your hand, it breaks a little bit. And as you pull your hand out of the mist, there's even these little uh Mist, misty like claws that, ah, to kind of to kind of reach at you but as you kind of clear it away you saw Azoth's body be wrapped in it and it went dark and as you're kind of pushing through it the mist is slowly disapparating and he's gone All right, does, does uh, crap, Azoth has kind of gotten stuck in the mists. We might have to go after him. Uh, do, does anybody have rope? No, I don't. I, I think Azoth has the rope. Hold on. I have got 50 feet of rope. Sweet. Um, I'm, try I'm not something. going in the mist. No. That's fine. I will. But I need you to tie the rope around my waist. And if okay. it looks like I'm being pulled into the mist, you guys, I'm counting on you to, to uh, pull me back into the road. I've read this book, and I've watched the movie. I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to take it. The rope double knotted around me, so it's nice and secure. Make an, make a make a, a survival check. Howard on your, on has your, guidance your, and your... blessing of the trickster, just in case. All right, Sweet. where he goes. Guidance is what D four. D four on a skill check. All right, and then advantage on self. Natural twenty plus four on the guidance. I swear. Uh, so twenty. Uh, hold on a minute. Survival plus Maximum one, so twenty five total. Yeah. 25 total. Okay. So you're going to walk off into the mist? 
I'm going to start walking a couple of feet into the mist. Okay. Still feeling around, calling out for Azoth. Make a sound if you're near something. Help me out, buddy. Make a perception check. As you begin walking your way in, you hear crunching uh, of eight. sticks and leaves and branches as you stomp your way into it. No stomping. Eight. 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 Yeah. All right. Um, a little hard to hear right now because you are – as you um, – are stepping. It seems that you are stepping on almost every other tree branch that has fallen, and it's just you're you're in a thicker forest a little bit, and there is vegetation here rather than on a, a padded dirt road. Um, let me see something real quick. No, that doesn't do it. Okay, hmm. I'm just going to shoot a random eldritch blast out in front of me. See if like the force will dissipate the mist a little bit. Make attack roll. Okay. Uh, that is twenty-one. <laughs> Maybe it hit something. Maybe it didn't. All right, I'm gonna start walking back towards the group. Using the rope as guidance. Holding the rope, stepping your way back. Yep. You just break back from the mist. And as you do, you see out of the corner of your eye, there's a crown. About 15 feet from you, deeper into it. God damn it, Azoth. The crown was right there. <laughs> All right. I know what you're trying to do. I'm good. I don't trust you. Well, Remus, I'm sorry. It seems like uh, we lost another party member. Sorry, Finks. I know he was a good uh, friend to you. He was. You'll remember him. We need to, I guess, mark this area as Azoth tombstone or something. I don't know. What's that anyone else doing? Can I detect Ooh. magic in the direction he went? Let's see if I can just pick up on any of his like familiar magic items. I'm sure I'd have like an idea of what he was carrying. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been in the, the detect magic radius before. Make an arcana check. 11. As you begin to kind of do some chanting and some goblin uh, gurgle tongue, you begin to kind of like wave your hands over the mist. And as you kind of put your hands in, kind of separate the mist, Moses parting the sea style, the mist kind of slams shut in front of you. You don't detect anything. Make a reception check, though. Okay. That is a Can we six. see more gore? Yes. And I would say at this point, more gore would be coming into view to your left up the road. About 20 feet up. You could see, you would be able to hear him by this point. Finks, what was your perception check? Uh, a six. A six? You do hear, coming from the mist, 
Very, <laughs> very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hear, you hear, uh, carnival noises, and it's coming from the mist. Wait a minute, Azoth went to the carnival. I think we should all stay away from the mist. Just saying. <laughs> Sounds fun, though. It does. Yeah, no, the mist is bad. It's okay. Well, it maybe Azoth found his way back home. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's a good thing. Well, Where was he from? Is uh, he at the house? You think he's at the house? Yes. <laughs> Take care of that thing that lives under the under the porch? Yeah, the pudding. It's going to yell into the mist. Azoth, are you at the house? Well, it wouldn't be in the... Okay. If it's a portal, I don't know. <laughs> and with that, uh, you all hear the... <laughs> Where's a barrel? Morgor. Morgor hate barrel. Morgor hate birds. Morgor hate money. You just hear Morgor ranting off stuff he hates. Hates money? Okay. <laughs> hate money. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Morgor! Um. Ah! Morgor. As you, as you uh, all look up to your, <laughs> to your left, you could see your favorite uh, red barbarian, dragonborn, carrying the saw-toothed uh, great axe. And he's uh, he has a partner walking with him. Uh, it is a uh, purpled, is it purple skinned? I believe he's purple skinned. Uh, cat looking human. Mark, you can. There we go. Thank you. I was half expecting a costume change. Just, just saying. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, and you see. Yes. <laughs> You see this uh, black cat-looking. Wait, are you done up as a cat, or what? What do they see as you come walking up? Um, it's like a tuxedo-colored cat, uh, but with like um, some like gnarly, uh, grungy-style punk rockish clothing, like a cloak robe type thing over them. Kind of not less, not so much like homeless per se, but, like, he's definitely, you know, seen his time around the town. I guess is a good way to describe it. And, uh, Morgor, what are you looking like since since you've been gone? What's, what's, any changes to Morgor? Any developments? So, Morgor, in addition to the five-headed dragon tattoo on his chest, has draconic runes carved into his skin now. Um... He also is decked out in the skulls of metallic dragons. Yeah, he is. Also, yeah. he's covered in blood for some reason. Probably a lot of people's blood. A lot of things. Not a lot of blood. A lot of different things. What, what's what, Oh, there we go. There. Ah, uh, very nice. 
don't know how to describe it, but that that's yeah. Okay. Some purple drapings and the some garbs and it's got uh some bracelets and he's has a bell hanging from his collar. That you see uh, around almost like a choker around his neck. And Morgor done up all bloody, new tattoos, carvings on his arms. Looks badass as ever. Max and Morgor, you guys have been staying with the Vistani. And Madame Eva, one of the fortune tellers of the camp, had uh, sent you both along the path down south. uh, or Or south down the path from the camp to go pick up them as she felt that they would need some help. Uh, <clears throat> Morgor come to help you pansies. How did you even find us first of all? Um and secondly, a giant barrel took our friend into the mist. So I don't know if you guys are able to help out. You What? And, uh, I don't okay, know. 2 minutes ago. Not even yeah, it was like, not even like minute. literally two minutes, yeah. Which way did it go? Uh that way, and I'm gonna point where <laughs> Morgan um, takes his hand axe and throws it into the mist. Make an attack know. roll. Don't you might kill our friend. Oh, oh, okay, you did it. Yeah, you, you kill that mist. Uh twenty six. Danny, make a I'm sorry. Howard, make a deck saving throw. <laughs> Six. As you all see the hand echo, there's a loud as it comes flinging back at you. Roll damage, Morkor. As you all see the axe get lodged in Howard's chest. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Ten. Ten points of. Uh, Slashing damage, we'll say. Correct. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'll say um, Maximus, Remus, and Finks all make perception checks. Or insights. Your choice. Eight. Rick. We're on a roll today. Seventeen. Okay. Maximus, uh, you have been observant uh, within the lands, just taking your time and hearing tales about how the mist can take on a mind of its own at times. This looks almost uh, aggressively thrown back. This hand axe. Maximus just looks at them and says, people don't like going back if they must. I don't like going back and I'm not even people. But I look back sometimes just to make sure I'm not leaving anything behind. Like my tail, but I can never be sure if I leave my tail behind by mistake. Morgor can't take Kitty's talk. Kitty talk too funny. <laughs> Morgor, who's your friend? Yeah, I kind of quite like him. <laughs> How'd you guys even walk here together then? Morgor, how do you have friends? 
thought you hate everybody. I thought you hate cats too. Sorry, well, no offense to you, cats. but cats follow Morgor. Morgor can't get rid of it. Oh. I'm okay. everywhere and anywhere. I'm talking. You're confusing Morgor. <laughs> That's the fun part. <laughs> so, so where are we going? We need to go back the way which we came. And there's someone who wants to see you. Although I don't know how I feel about her. You can give me your impression once you meet her. Who's it we're meeting? Madam Ava. Oh, I know. Which is an audience with you. Do I know Madame Ava? Wasn't she one of the girls, the sisters? They talked of her. Oh, okay, never mind. I know of her. Um, I heard she has delicious meat pies. Make a history check. Uh, history. Uh, seven. Maybe she has meat pies. I don't know. I'm just going oh. off of memory with the sisters. Yep. <clears throat> so I could be. Morgor, I thought you those. fell off a bridge. Morgor did fall off bridge. Morgor fall right. and fall and fall. Morgor get angry and burst into flame. Morgor appear in Avernus with Tiamat. Tiamat, tell Morgor he cannot die. Morgor, get told to come to here. Morgor, come here. Morgor, kill lots of things. Now Morgor, find you guys. Well, that explains the blood. Yeah. So, oh, uh... the blood is from dinner. Oh, ribs. I got it. Uh, yes. Ribs. <laughs> um, Morgor, make a history check. That it was vegetables. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of raspberries. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, He's a vegetarian. You're not good yeah. with details. I mean, Tima tells you, like, some important stuff, and you're lucky if you remember it all. Uh, what you do know that you have to take take care of is that there are a an order of long dead followers of Bahamut, the Platinum Dragon, in Barovia somewhere, and she'd prefer it if you defiled and disgraced. And plundered. And basically made sure that it was in her name rather than Bahamut's. So what are you guys doing? Well, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm going to reach into my pocket in that tattered note that I pulled off of the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is, do I actually have a note in my hand or you do. Is that something that, okay. You do. It is a tattered 
Do you, are you opening it or? Yeah, I'm gonna open it up. It is a familiar page to you, actually. It's a page to a full notebook of a journal. <clears throat> Similar, actually. Make a history check. Oh, okay. Uh, eight. It looks very similar to the one that you had um, written and marked in your in your book with the symbol that you had ripped out of it. Hmm. No. Oh, okay. Actually, hold on one second. I'm going to check my book real quick. Is that page still there? It's missing. And you see that it's ripped. Interesting. Oh, this is weird. Anyway, I'm going to close the book, flip the note uh, around, and, like, use the book as a leverage to, like, write on mm-hmm. <clears throat> with the pen. Um, well, now that you two have joined us, uh, we are obviously have open positions for the Fabala Five, and with you two, you guys would complete that. So um, I will go ahead and just mark your name. Morgor, I know you. And then, I'm sorry, Kat, your name was? Maximus. Maximus the Mad. The Mad. Okay. Maximus the Mad. Welcome to the Fabala Five. Um, if you don't mind, uh, I guess, escorting us to where we need to be. And uh, depending on how we feel about you, uh, you may or may not get a uh, commemorative pin or something that says, hey, you're one of the group. Or go rename Fabala Five. I feel like this is the part in the movie where they say the title, because I don't know if we've actually ever called ourselves anything out loud before. Morgor <laughs> have new name for the Fabala Five. Okay. What was Let Morgor think about this. Morgor <laughs> sits on the ground. No, we have to, we have to go. Yeah, we have to Wait. go. Wait! So. One minute! <clears throat> or- you can... As the you can think while we walk. Five hundred. No, Morgor can't think and walk. Uh, Morgor sits down. He starts thinking and thinking. You all hear the <clears throat> of the five hundred pound dragonborn clad. <clears throat> you said cross-legged or just like? Yeah, cross-legged on the ground, hands on his knees. Thinking. This is a very difficult process for Morgor. Make an intelligence check. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. Uh, 16. Uh, I'll give you one point of psychic damage. <laughs> um, Morgor, after thinking, for what seems to be several hours. Morgor's party. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I actually, I pulled this out of my sleeve. I guess that was going to be it. Morgor hates magic. Oh, oh God. Okay. I think we're in the wrong place. Then. Yeah. Um, shall we go? We'll pencil that one. I like that one. Um, Morgor, lead the way for Morgor's party. Sure. I mean, you you know where we're going, you and uh, Maximus? Maximus. Maximus. Yes. I, I'm repeating it so I remember. 
I'm not the only purple one anymore. This is awesome. I'm wearing purple, but you are purple. I could wear you. You. That, Ooh, that's that's, that's true. Hmm. That is that's true. Colors work. You ever thought about yellow? I thought we were moving past that. Yeah, let's let's just go. Um, start walking. Can I attempt to kind of like not stealth? Well, I guess stealthily, just kind of without anyone noticing, kind of like leave one of my like little trinkets behind, just something I might mark where this fun carnival is. Yeah, what do you want to leave? Uh, I mean, just like one of my like I don't know little effigies or like you know something I you know summon with. Uh, the full disclosure: the locate object spell. If I need to come back here, I can. I see. Um, so something I'm slightly familiar with. Nothing important. Yeah, what uh, we'll say, pull out a a good rock. Yeah, no, there's there's a good rock, and uh, specifically on the other back end of it, there's like the super sticky, uh, like tacky moss and like wax substance. You're like. And kind of push it right on one of the trees and just sticks right to it. Right. It's like, that should be good. So I think I might already have a ticket to this mm-hmm. carnival. <laughs> but that's to be seen. Morgar hates carnivals. Does he know what a carnival is? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, muddy beast. All right. <laughs> so you guys make your way up. Back to the encampment. Yes. Okay. I like the cat. The cat just slinking behind Morgor. Oh yeah, that's Lydia. <laughs> um. All right, you guys make your way up. Who wants to make a survival check? Morgor. Morgor, well. Uh, natural twenty. Hmm. Not bad. We'll waste, we'll waste one of those out of the out of the gate now. Uh, you guys make your way up uh, the path. It's about our trek still, and being distracted with Morgor talking and the introductions between Maximus and Remus and Finks and Howard and Morgor, and uh, discussing what has gone on for the past. It's been about, but about a week or so. Really, I don't know. I think it's been like. About four or five days, yeah. Better part of a week. Uh, since you've all seen Morakor last. Time is weird, especially when we're playing D&D. Because days start jumping. Um, but you all discuss what has been going on and introduce each other. And there's a few times that you hear, Oh! Ah, dinner. I mean, wolf. <laughs> um... There are there are times that you all that you all do hear the wolf's call, and it feels like there's an ever presence watching you. None of you feel as if you're not being watched. Remus, make a perception check. As the party breaks from the trees, 
there's a large, clear, crystal blue pond to the right that you see that there's a stream that breaks down to the far uh, far side to the south southeast and then up more to the north along the path that you are all walking on. And as everyone begins walking up towards the path following along the pool wa- the pool of water, you do hear from beyond the trees a and glancing in you see a glowing red dot. I think we have company in the tree line over there. Days off. Oh no, it's got got lasers and such. Ah shit, more <clears throat> more gorgeous out. This chain axe. What are you all doing? There's been no 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 further aggression. The dot, I'll say, uh, Remus, make a second perception check to kind of Jesus. focus on it further. We all see the dot. No. I'll let everyone make a perception check. Anyone that wants to look around for it. Oh, eleven. Eighteen. Twenty-three. Okay. Howard and Max you see swift movement from the trees as a red dot and glowing looking face quickly rushes beyond and further out uh, away from you all who had above the 20 you noticed with that high, it looked hurt and limping. Hmm. I'll give you advantage on this, but I need everyone to make dexterity saving throws. With advantage, you said? Oh, no. Just, just Maximus. Cause he... 16. Ooh. All right. 20. 19. 21. 22. Okay. Hold on. I'm just going to get my D12s out for a second. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. D12s. Oh, yeah. He's on there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is the dirty dozen? All right. Who had below a twenty? Uh, I did. I had a nineteen. Sixteen. I had a twenty exactly. Twenty-two. All right. So below a twenty, you take thirty-one points of. Fire damage, technically. So, I take half of half? Yes. So, 15, you would take, uh, we'll say 7. 
say 30 right. points. 30, points? 31 points of damage if you're below the 20. Okay. And above it, it's 15. As there's a... Maximus, you quickly shout cover as you see this red beam go... <laughs> as it comes rocketing at the party. And uh, trying to jump out of the way, it blasts through all of you. As you see the lupine bipedal figure running far off out of the tree line. Maximus and Morgor have no idea what that was all about. But you are aware that there are werewolves in the forest and there have been mad tinkerings going on within some with some of the creatures too. Can I, um, <clears throat> as a kind of a reaction, I guess, I don't know how you want to do it, um, fire off two Eldritch Blasts to Sure. I'll allow it. Two. Uh, so 14 on the first one. And, nope, nine on the second. You hear a... Ding! Almost like um, it's hitting plated metal, and you hear, like, the deflection from it. Um, from one of the blasts that hits. Okay. Will damage then or no? Um. No, tactically, okay. it hits, no. but it doesn't. Uh, not enough for doesn't damage. Do the, yeah, gotcha. Made contact, didn't hit though. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I love to live as a coward. I didn't hear that. What? <laughs> oh, it's okay. I said I'd like to yell that Ivan's a coward. As he runs away, as I'm assuming it's him. <laughs> Any other reactions from anyone else? I really try to like take in this eyeball again, locate object. I'm wondering if I can be familiar enough since this thing shot at me three times and I'm becoming traumatized. <laughs> um. Do you want to locate the the uh, plated the eyeball? Kind of... Yeah. Make it Arcana check. Uh, that's a twelve. You feel um, kind of uh, as you begin to kind of chant some in the goblin tongue. This this is gurgling noise. I know, Danny. I know. It's my, it's my, it's my creature, creature talk. Um, <clears throat> you all see that there are these little uh, glowing spectral goblins kind of appearing around Finks, and they're all kind of arguing with each other, and they're like up to like your knee, like little tiny, like toy soldier size, and they're all kind of like scratching their head and they're I don't maybe that way. They're kind of like pointing you in a direction of where it may be. Okay. Not, I'm not following it right now, but later. We'll get the advantage on them. It's one of them smacks you and says, wait, that way now. 
All right, I'm going to, like, kind of stomp him out. They smack you again. Nope. Right Points you another way. Uh, am I getting the idea that they're unsure, or am I getting the idea that this thing's just kind of moving very quickly? Insight check. With your... Make an insight. Add your... Um, Spellcasting mod... Uh, add your uh, wisdom modifier to it. Sure. So 19 total. You know, sometimes they're messing with you. Being a, tr- a god... A tr- being a trickery cleric. cleric. But funny enough, they are pretty insistent that they're tracking something. Like, they're like, wait, it's turning. Hold on. And that's not act, it's not super accurate, but they can tell where they're shifting. Okay. You're not as familiar with the item specifically. Like, you've been attacked by it. And you've been up close and you know kind of what it is. But a little more familiar. Nice. Next time it pops up, assuming it does, um, I will be continuing to try and be familiar with it. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you all, Max, Morgor, any thoughts on this? Or are we heading straight up over to this camp? How close are we to the camp? About a half a mile. Uh, I push on. Um, Wait. Real quick, I do want to heal the party with prayer of healing, so everybody gets ten back. Nice. Uh, I got a cleric doing a cleric job. Watch right now. <clears throat> okay. Prayer of healing. What does everyone get back? Ten. Ten, ten points. Not bad. Half if they they beat the duck save. <laughs> all right. So, what are you all doing? You guys, uh, you have another about a half half mile to go. It'd be about what twenty minutes to walk up there. Any further discussion, revelations, any disclosures you would like to take? I think we need to hurry up and get out of these woods before this other Kano freaking werewolves attack us. I have a question. Yes. For the DM. Oh. Yes. Can I smell him? Give me two perception checks. Oh. What do lasers smell like? Smells like burning. Technology. (laughs) Smells like danger. (laughs) Alright, so. Roger, roger. Thank you. Got a 13 and a 17. Which one was first? A 13. 13? Um, there is this wet dog smell, and the only reason you really pick up on the second one is this iron. This plated iron, um, almost like forged iron, like burnt metal that you could pick up. Um, And it's heightened. look greater than it was previously. And you can lightly smell it in the distance. Uh, 
but not as far as like tracking wise. Like you're not Wolverine, yeah. but there is a added layer of uh, an added sense of smell that you did not previously have. Okay. All right. You guys, to your right, have the pool. As the road gradually disappears and is replaced by the twisted, muddy path through these trees, you see the uh, deep ruts in the earth are evidence of the coming and going of wagons, which Morgor and Max, you're familiar with. Uh, Vistani are travelers. They um, go by, travel by wagon and uh, horse horse carriage. Um, they do travel between lands as you had been picked up by them. You didn't just appear through the mist in Barovia. Um, I believe Max would most likely have been caught, would have had their atten- the attention caught by a uh, bottle of wine or two maybe that was intriguing and perhaps uh, for a mistress that he would like to collect for. And Morgor, the one was telling you tales of a dark uh, dracolich that had been ravaging the land, that it intrigued you. A, uh, there's a blue Dracolich that flies over the uh, land of Barovia that is a sight to behold. And you being a follower of Tiamat, you have to see, you got to see this, obviously. You did notice that the carriages and these wagons did travel through the mist very odd, where the this thick, dense, milky cloud would almost just envelop the wagons in travel. And you've been at the camp uh, with the other Vistani for quite a few days now, just enjoying. Um, perhaps you arrive together. Perhaps you arrive separate. You can you can let me know on that one. But you've just been enjoying your stay here, just getting accustomed and slowly gathering information. Uh, you do approach the campsite as there are four wagons and five tents with a sixth tent that is larger uh, next to the Ivalis River that breaks uh, and cuts through the land of Barovia. You see these five colorful round tents. Each of them are uh, about 10 feet in diameter and they are pitched outside a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. The tent to the north next to the river is sagging form lit from within. And near this tent, you see there's eight horses. They're drinking from the river, not tied up. Uh, Light, loose packing on top of them as if ready to ride, but not ready for travel. You see here the mournful strains of an accordion clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around a bonfire that is crackling uh, amongst the middle of the wagons that are circling it as there is now uh, some singing and cheering and a little bit of dancing as you see some humans and uh, humanoid-looking figures uh, kind of like cheering and kind of ah, as there's accordion music going and they're kind of singing and joyfully just kind of enjoying their great time. I'm going to go to the fun part of the party. So sort of walk right up to the front. Oh yeah. 
make a perception check for me, please. While you're saying that, what color are the tents? Um, there are a green one, blue one, a red one, a yellow one, and a, and a blue, green, red, yellow, uh, orange, and then a dark, rich, marooned red one that's got purple uh, drapings and tetherings, and that's the fancier-looking one by the river. Okay. How does it immediately walk towards the yellow tent? Okay. 21 perception. Okay. Uh, Howard, real quick, roll a percentile dice. Let me see what you're going to roll. walk yourself into here. Okay. Um, where's my percentile? Please. This could go bad or good. It's Howard. It's going to go bad. It's great. 34. Okay. It could have went worse. Um, you walk in, and there is a... Uh, a figure changing their clothes and kind of like to the back of them, you come in and they have just looked, they're looking like they're just kind of fixing their, uh, uh, their shirt and they're buttoning the top of it as a woman turns around and you're good. Didn't see nothing too, nothing too, uh, too, too, uh, scantily clad, but perhaps a few moments sooner, you may be getting punched here, but she looks aggravated at you. And then she begins to smile. Please, let's have a drink. Just grabs yes. your arm and just loops you and just walks off. Let's go. All right. Grabs Walks in. Uh, walks you to the center of the bonfire. And please, come here. You have a, who's the wine? Pours and just starts uh, pouring you a goblet and hands it over to you. And she begins drinking from the bottle itself. Thinks at this point, what did you roll? Uh, 21. 21. You see a few odd faces look down at you. And the one is uh, w- one of these burly looking men as there are a mix of just humans all just partying and just enjoying their good time. There are easily 20 individuals scattered amongst the camp walking around now. Uh, majority of them are around the, ca- around the fire, but you may be meandering around there and here. And uh, one of them begins to like look at you with this disgust, and another one just kind of elbows you and says, "You see, like a shrug it off type of motion." And feature like, Ugh. "All right." There's music going. There's music playing. There's a fire cr- cr- crackling. Was was it like an aggressive? Like he went out of his way to, to shove me, or was he like I was walking past him and he kind of bumped me? The one guy bumped you, and then the other friend kind of nudges him, like, let it go. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that's fine. I'll just go kind of find a spot near the music and the fire. All right. Um, You sit down, and there is a little kid with uh, black matted hair, and you can see a little bit of scruff on their their face. And he's uh, pulling a flask out of his pocket and just tucking it back in. Okay, I'll keep this secret for now. All right. I want to look for uh, Madame Ava. She's in her tent. You most certainly already know that one. All right, I'm going to go report back to her. All right. Uh, you go off to the tent. We'll, we'll jump in there. Morgor, what you doing? Morgor wants to find the stockpile of meat. 
You know there's a nice uh, heavy stockpile of meat in one of the uh, wagons. Uh, you don't know which one it was, but there is uh, the four different wagons, and every time you go to find it, it, there's always a different wagon it seems to be in. So roll a d4 for me. Two. Two. All right. You go over to uh, one of the wagons uh, closest to you, and you hear it. Uh, there is some, uh, some crying and some whining, almost like a moaning, as if someone is sick. And as you kind of pull open the drapings of the wagon, there looks to be a, uh, a uh, someone hammered and kind of just eating and pulling the meat cooked from uh, a big stockpile that's packed into it. And he's and he's kind of just stuffing his face. It's almost like uh, trying to soak up all of the alcohol. There's no Burger King in uh, Barovia, so. <laughs> so he's doing the best he can. A big pile of meat. It's all smoked, steamed, ready to go. Uh, you do see next to it. Uh, make an inv- uh, make a perception check. Uh, ten. Ten. There is a cat, live cat, also sitting in the in the wagon. That's meow. Orange cat, white stripes. Morgor kind of pushes the cat a little bit and gives it a disgusting look, and then he just reaches and grabs a whole handful of meat. Grabs a handful of meat. And shoves it in his mouth. <sighs> Smoked, steamed, seasoned well. People know how to smoke their meat here. It has almost a rich uh, wine flavor to it. Almost like it's been um, marinating as they kind of throw, let the juices flow into it. And with the meat, Remus, what have you got going on? Has everyone just kind of broken, diverse, and split into this this open form of a, of a camp? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's very interesting because none of it just, I think I would just wait at the entrance. Or maybe I would. Go, I might follow Max. He seems like he knows what he's doing. Okay. They, they went to pick us up, so I'm assuming someone needs to see us for something. Okay. It's your choice. I think I will follow Max. Okay, you follow. I trust him. Okay. I like that. Remus, you follow Max. We'll pick up there in a moment. Finks, Howard, Morgor. What are you guys doing for the moment? Howard? Um, I'm I'm ready if you guys aren't, so. Yeah, no, go ahead. All right. um, I want to kind of nudge the kid drinking the the booze. I want to kind of sneakily cast a charm person spell on him. Make a stealth check. With advantage. Because everyone is slightly drunk and drinking here. In that case, natural 20. Okay. You kind of go pat him on the back of his on the back of his uh, back and you subtly cast a charm person on him. Hi there. What's your name? Sven. You gonna share Sven? 
Make a persuasion check. Oh, another natural 20. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As he goes to hand you uh, the flask, you see it's a meaty, adult-looking sized hand. It kind of just passes it on over to you. All right. Um, I'll take a take a take a drink. My name's Sphinx. Nice to meet you, Sphinx. My name's Sven. 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 Why doesn't anyone like me here? Well, I'm getting looks. You look to be a goblin. And goblins usually kill us and people and halflings and gnomes, but yeah, but uh, that people and halflings and gnomes also mostly killed the goblins. So I thought that's how it was. Did you hear Morgor scream from the wagon and Morgor kills everything. I like to believe that Morgor just shouts that at random and it lines perfectly up. <laughs> Context. Just fits. Um, why are you here? Well, Ma- Madam Ava. Is that right, Ava? Yeah. Madam Ava's looking for us. She is. Yes, but. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. But I'm here looking okay. for, you know, magic items. Treasure. Oh. The good stuff. What do you know? <laughs> Make persuasion check. Do I do I get advantage with the is uh, it, do you oh. get advantage with do you get say he's charmed, doesn't he? Is, like, is it charm, if there. charm does advantage yeah. to the yes you do. I am sorry. What does charm do? I'm I'm looking it up. Uh, um charm creature regards you as friendly acquaintance when the spell ends and knows it was charmed. He's ha- he's he's drunk. I'll let you get advantage on it. But what okay. else does charm do? It just basically treats me as like I'm a good friend. Yeah, that's what I be- that's what I thought. And he does know he is charmed after. Afterwards, yeah. Mm-hmm. So twelve with advantage. Okay. He's uh. Well, there's always rumors <gasps> that. There are uh, magic items in the land, but the place is damn fucking deadly to go traveling amongst. So if you want them, you'll probably die. Hmm. Takes his flask. Yeah, I get that a lot. Hey, uh, what about what about the caravan here? I mean, surely you guys came across something interesting. I believe one of them has something. I don't know which one. They won't let me near it. They think I'm a kid, so I don't want to blow that whole cover thing be cool with it though okay I won't tell anyone I won't tell anyone but if you had to guess which one do you think it's in he looks over at the one Morgors and he goes not that one not that one so probably that one or that one so he points over to two to his back okay alright well thanks I'll, I'll be around the camp I'll see you later Cool. Kind of sneak off. As you go, he goes, you want to smoke? And he pulls out a pipe, (laughs) like Gandalf style, and he starts packing. You see him packing tobacco into it. Just All right. I'm hanging out here, I guess. (laughs) As you begin to smell, as he lights it, you can smell, um, you know, like when you go, uh, it's that very heavy, uh, it's got this rich um, 
tobacco leaf, almost like a nice cigar. That's got almost a sweet uh, cherry scent to it. As he just begins to like uh, cast a little bit of a flame cantrip in his hand. As he lights the pipe and... As he blows out, you see this uh, red cherry, uh, almost like a glittered smoke. And there's Ricky's leg. <laughs> oh. It's, it's fine. It's just, I looked up. It's like, oh, hey, you're good. <laughs> just no feet. No feet. Uh-huh. As he, uh, ex- as he blows out, there's this like red smoke that glitters in the air. As you see, it kind of turns into like almost a Chinese uh, dragon, like that uh, Asian culture, like uh, long-headed dragon, like look, and it kind of just they uh, evaporates in a mist. He passes you over the pipe. All right, cool. I'm gonna try and do something cool with it. Uh, make a Constitution check. Okay. Save. I'll say Fricker actually, save. Constitution save. Oh, that's a frick. I'm done. Sorry, guys. Uh. You take 1d4 of healing back. And as you <coughs> as you start coughing, it's just a sputter of just red smoke goes out. Uh, and you feel that the uh, any any uh, tipsiness that began to kind of come over you is slowly fading away. Oh, this stuff's terrible. <laughs> Let me see that flask again. <laughs> All right. Hands it on over to you. All right. I'm, I'm going to take it and I'll be like, hey, come on. And I'm going to kind of like try and walk him over to those tents that he was pointing out before. Make a persuasion check. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that's an eight. Uh, Mucket, why not? He gets up and just kind of follows you. Not coming right up behind you, but he's just kind of meandering. He's holding his pipe, just kind of looks like he walks over to a barrel and just kind of sits down next to it with his back towards to one of the wagons. I'm just going to kind of want to like kind of poke around and... Make a stealth check. Yeah. All right. Well, you're looking. Howard, what's up? So the lady? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you are very quite lovely. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to be like this. Uh, what is your name? Mariah. Mariah. Okay. Um, it's very lovely to meet you. My name is Howard. Um, we were sent here looking for an Ava. You happen to know of an Ava? Oh, yes. Uh, she's in our tent. Uh, probably reading a fortune for someone telling some old bastard when he's going to die next. Oh, well, that sucks for them. Uh, yes, it does. Said, in this tent? Uh, tent over there. As she oh, points okay. to the, the purple tent. Gotcha. But okay. uh, <clears throat> where, I, I do okay. not recognize you. Where are you from? Oh, I'm actually not from here. I'm a traveler among many worlds. Uh, so are we. Perhaps are we've you? been to your world before. I don't know about that. Have you heard of Wildbound? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, you have? Okay. Yes. Uh, what, what about Fabala? Yes, been there too. Uh, oh. I believe uh, we were supposed to have a uh, one of our wagons 
uh, went missing from there. Mm, I don't know about that, but if I ever return, uh, we'll make sure to keep an eye out for it for you. Oh. See if we can um, find it. It's okay. If you don't find it, we'll it'll make its way here. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, Please have another drink. And she just kind of gives you another one as she's realizing you're not really sipping it as much. She's insisting. That's okay. Kind of, I mean, I, you know, swirl a little bit, sniff, little sip. So, um, how, how long have you guys been here? Or how long have you been here? I've been here since I've been born here. I've been, li- I've lived here my whole life. Ah. Uh, my parents used to drive the carriages and pick up uh, supplies and goods and make deliveries to the Lord of the land and help him out with errands. But, uh, last, they saw Madame Eva and she told them where they would die and they haven't come back from Febala, unfortunately, but mm. it's been sad. Mm, I bet it is. Um, okay, well, this is really lovely. I think, you know, honestly, you should tell Eva that this tent is much better. The color, obviously. Uh, yes. It, yes, it, thank you. exquisite. Um, but here, let me go ahead and leave you my my uh, my information, just in case you ever want to, you know, you're feeling lonely at night and you just want to reach out and just talk to somebody. Oh, do you know how to message? Um, I, I do. Do you have the spell? No, I don't. No? <laughs> Make a deception check. All right. <clears throat> Ooh, a dirty 20. Oh, good. Well, uh, perhaps... I'll message you later t- tonight. Good. I'm going to write out, like, on a little scrap piece of paper that I got. Howard. Little yellow symbol behind it. Underline it. And then be like, um, uh, shepherd of all, follower of none. And then hand it to her. She is. Interesting. You are a shepherd. Uh, you can say that. I've been everywhere. You can say I've been shepherding people around for a while. We can understand that. Uh, us Vistani do the same at times, I guess. We've taken, uh, bring people from lands, come and go. We help them uh, enjoy the fruits that Barovia has to offer. As it's a unique unique taste, but for those that enjoy it, it is interesting. We'll say. No, that's good. Keep that in mind. Um, while while I have you, uh, we're kind of like new to town. You know, we're trying to get here. Madam Ava wants us to talk to us, so I'll meet with her in a minute. But um, do you guys happen to know, you seem to be the traveling troop, um, where we can purchase some uh, some wares, possibly magical items, uh, potions, uh, things to help us along our path? I, I don't uh, have any here, and I don't know if uh, they have sold off any goods that have uh, been procured. But you can ask Madame Eva if she's got a, a potion or two. 
Um, if you're looking to go to a shop, Valakai has uh, has an Arasak stockyard. Uh, yes, I, I would I would love to take you there, but uh, they don't let us within their walls. Oh well, sh- we can always change that. Well, maybe we can. It looks a little mm-hmm. little flust little flustered. Uh, make perception check. Uh, 21. Slight blush. Mm. Slight blush. She has, um, I need to describe her. She is a uh, tan-skinned uh, female, mid-20s. A uh, little bit of a bust to her. Um, not so much a bombshell figure, but uh, skinnier. And uh, I don't want to say dainty, uh I don't want to say the maiden, the, the maiden in distress look, because well, I make an insight check too. I'll say this one. Okay. Um, insights. Uh, seventeen. She looks like she can hold herself in a fight, and she perhaps is well and uh, versed with a dagger or two. Who knows if she's uh, if she knows any more magic besides a message? But she looks to be more of on the squish bag spellcaster side rather than the fighter side, if you know what I mean. Yep. Okay. She got um, dark black hair that she keeps in a bun in the back, and her dress has got this very simple uh, purple uh, coloration to it with a little bit of uh, faint designs like a little stitching on it and it's hard to tell in the tent. Okay. Well, I suppose I must be going, but it's been a pleasure. I'm going to grab her hand and Oh, thank you. I bid you, I bid you do. And then I'm going to walk out towards uh, the purple tent. Okay. Uh, Danny's going to, Danny's going to make me role play here. Go, Danny. Yeah, they're good looking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Thanks. Roll a d20 for me. All right. What character sheet, though? Uh, 16. Oh. Okay. We'll do this instead. You see, uh, looking in this carriage, what was your stealth check? Uh, oh, shoot, I lost it. Uh, I think it was like a 21. Okay. Yeah. You're good. You're fine. It was a good one. It was good. Everyone is busy uh, drinking and uh, cheering by the camp. The music's going loud, so you're pretty stealth, spell, uh, stealthy over here okay. off to the back side of the camp. And uh, looking in the back of this wagon, you see there's multiple barrels Um None of them, none of them, I know, I know. Guess who hasn't found them yet? Uh, it's almost as if they're hiding them because they're, you see splinters of other <laughs> barrels around the other wagons. So these ones are kind of like draped over with a cloth. And as you're looking at the barrels, you see there's a pouch sitting uh, 
uh, tucked away over by some uh, boxes of crates. Looks to be like almost like a silk pouch. All right. Hey, son, go grab that. No, man. You're the one that wants it. I'm just. I know, but like, help me out. Uh, I, he, he walked over to you and kind of like leans down to like give you a boost into the wagon. All right, I guess I'm going in. <laughs> All right. All right. You're in the wagon. I'm going to grab it. As you pull the, the pouch up, there's a clink, 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 almost like the sound of uh, glass clattering with each other, but it has some weight to it, almost like some rocks. Cool. I'm not even going to look what's in there. Check that out later. Uh, is there anything else in here? Uh, make an investigation check. Okay. Uh, 17 minus 1, 16. All right. No, roll me just a straight D. Just roll me a straight uh, D20 then. That is a 16. All right. Same as before. Uh, looking around and peeking between the boxes and the crates, you see there's multiple uh, bunch of fruit. Uh, there are a few vials that are corked with stoppers over them, and you see that there is a. It looks to be a tree branch, but has been um, almost like smoothed and carved down, and almost has a polish to it. Definitely grabbing that. I'll grab some of the vials, and then I'll grab a, you know, handful of fruit. Okay. All right. So then I'll kind of pop my head out and see if the coast is clear for me to make my escape. Make a perception check with advantage, as Fen's kind of keeping a lookout for you as well. Cool. 18, 21, and uh, tw- 21. All right. Fairly looks to be clear. Like, oh, come on. Hop down. I hop down. <laughs> Hops you down. Give him, give him two or three fruit. And be like, yeah, it's always up here. Cool. Thanks. I'll take one out. Takes a bite. All right. Oh, this is the good stuff. You're yeah, enjoy don't this. Don't sound anybody. All right. Hey, um, I got to go find my friends. Uh, we'll meet up later, but you didn't see me, okay? All right. I don't even know who I you are. I don't tell anyone about your, uh, and I'll hand him back his flask. I don't tell anyone about this. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Takes a swig from it again. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go find a party, but kind of inspecting what I grabbed along the way. All right. Actually, you know what? No, I don't look because Kenny Rogers says you don't count your money when you're sitting at the table. I'll look later. I'm the gambler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I am going to go find the party. Okay, uh, you walk over and you see uh, Howard walking out of the one tent. You see Morgor eating a, just a handful of just meat, <clears throat> sitting down next to the fire. Someone has given you a big goblet of uh, wine, Morgor. Mm. As people are dancing and playing music around you, they're accustomed to you and they're used to your uh, frightening figure uh, by now. The first few nights were a little odd and really awkward. No one trusted you. Um, but after giving you food, they realize that you're, you wouldn't hurt any of them on purpose, probably. And, uh, they tolerate you and they 
trust you for the most part because Madam Ava says that you're fine and that you're not going to hurt any of them uh, unless they deserve it. So they're trying to be very nice and respectful to you. As you guys yes, all I should. Uh, as you guys all kind of collectively come up to the uh, fire pit, uh, the bonfire that's, that's raging in the sky. It's like, by the way, I'm pretty sure we're at a midday, by the way. It's like not, not, not nighttime. It's just they're raging midday because why not? Uh, why not? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, you get player inspiration for that. Yeah, I do. I get my, I get Dungeon Master inspiration. I get that. Thank you. Um, all right, Maximus the Mad and Remus, you enter a tent that is purple draped with this dark red crimson cloth that is uh, strung over the tent poles. You see as you walk in that uh, there's a magic flames that casts a reddish glow around the interior of the tent, revealing a low table covered with a bl- in a black uh, velvet cloth. There are uh, bits and baubles on the walls of the tent of uh, dream catchers and feathers, and there are um, almost looking like uh, shrunken head skulls, and there are beads and charms, and there's almost like a bead, uh, bead, wall, uh, bead doors. Uh, just draped it on the side for decoration. You see on the table, on the uh, black velvet, there's a big crystal ball. And there's glints of light that seems to flash from it. Ah, Maximus. You've done well. Thank I you. Not what you sought, some not more. One less in the party, three not more. And you still rhyme. I've grown accustomed to it. It is, it grows on you. And there's a friend currently. Hi, Remus. It is great to finally meet you. Before I say anything, I want to gauge how much soul coin she would be worth. fucked up. It's Madame Ava. No, first off, it's not... I I can explain this all. It's not fucked up. It's a way of understanding who you're dealing with. I get that. So, what you do see is Madame Ava uh, walking out as uh, this is a uh, older woman perhaps could be taken as a crone, could perhaps be taken as a fortune teller darkened uh, skin, tanned skin with uh, almost impossibly still black hair that is now is going gray at at parts and you say impos- I say impossibly black because she looks old and this hair has to be dyed but it doesn't look fake it just looks as if her will and her youthfulness and her energy still keeps her young in ways but by her tone and by her presence she is very much old and wise uh, she is draped in clo- cloth and robes of multiple colors 
um, a lot of purples and blues and dark green, rich reds. And there are little bells and uh, uh, almost like uh, coins that kind of are tied and knotted up that drape down over her. She's got like a, a, a sham, uh, uh, not a sham, a, uh, a shawl, almost like a grandma style. You go to look over her and she goes, none of that will you. And she can just see you peering at her. And as you try to just take her in, there's almost a, your eye almost, uh, it starts to hurt almost like, like an irritation to try and concentrate on her to ascertain how much she'd be worth. Interesting. Proceed. <laughs> I'm glad that you've all made it. Uh, where are the others? I... Morgor bursts into the tent. Ah! Manomeva! Yes, Morgor? Tell me who Morgor killed next. Probably will be a werewolf. Yes! She looks over at you, at you two, Maximus and Remus. He's easy to please. But I have been waiting for you. And I was expecting others. But you five shall do. Where There's supposed to be five of you total. Where hey, are the uh, other two? will start to speak up finally. Uh, they... We all handle things differently. Um, some like to disperse and take take in the area we're in or the festivities, and I just I figured I'd meet whoever wanted us here. Well, the formalities can begin now, but to proceed with the reading, I will need all of you. But I understand. You've come from many, many lands, and you are a traveler amongst plains. Not by choice, though. I'm, I see. You are taken and whipped around, uncontrollable of your own feet. And that's understandable. Uh, I've, I've tried to, to redirect myself a couple times, and it's kind of worked. You can steer the ship, but the currents of life will force you where you must go. For I predicted that you would be here. Hell, I knew it. You would be here. Maximus just looks over and goes, She's good. It, it does help when you send someone to get us. Well, she told Morgor who Morgor kill, and Morgor kill that person. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> I I'm not even gonna start the. <laughs> I Morgor I <laughs> Morgor, but if if she tells you who to kill, then you're going to find them and kill them, right? Morgor, don't follow. Exactly. Well, well, that's, you're doing great, though, Morgor. <laughs> while that's going on, I'll slink back out of the tent and I'll try and gather in Fix and Howard to bring them in. 
I was going to say, about that time, you'll see Howard walking up. Thanks. Are you walking to, over to the tent? You, you tell me. I'm not sure where the timeline lines up. I'm on my way, but you you start uh, when you're ready. You, you're kind of wandering over as you see Howard approaching the tent as uh, Maximus kind of opens up and is kind of like chauffeuring him in. Just like, come on. All right. I'll kind of hurry along. All right. Hurry up along. Ah, Howard, how has your relationship been recently? Mm. You know, we're, we're going through a rough patch, but I think we might work it out, I think. Good to hear. I am Madame Ava, yeah. by the way. As she kind of gets up officially now and walks over and begins to, like, shake, like, put her hand out to be shaken by all of you. Um, I'll grab her hand and... Nice to meet you too, Madam Ava. I've heard a lot of good things about you. Oh. Uh, mainly, you have excellent meat pies. I don't, but be careful with the meat pies. I think we may have one or two laying around, and I've worn them. Don't play with it. Oh, no, I don't play with them. They were delicious. But uh, and worth every moment. I am Madam Ava, and I know that uh, you have been in a uh, inner struggle, a turmoil of sorts with your patron, and I hope you find a resolution with them. Uh, not all patrons are as direct as others will be, as she just kind of turns her head over, just stares over at you, Maximus. Some live... Some leave others to wander and hope they're on the right path. And I assure you, Howard, I have seen your future. I've seen my visions, and I've read the cards. You shouldn't die too soon. But you will die at some point. Well, yes, everyone dies at some point. Ah. Not that hard to tell a fortune. Borgor don't die. (laughs) Yeah, you're he did fall ex- off a bridge. Yeah, he did. And he's back with a vengeance against barrels and fruit and anything else that's not meat. Hmm. I need to think about this now. And you, little one, make your way up front. All right. I'm kind of moving in front of everyone's feet and legs. She looks down at you and you see her just kind of you have had such hardship, being locked away for many years. When all you did was want to re- reunite the family. Of course. That's not your I didn't path. No, you I'm did sorry? not. That is not your chosen path. Perhaps you can still do it, but it is not what you are meant to do. You are all hmm. meant to be here. At least for now. Why have you called us here? Because there is a great darkness that watches over the land. And I think all five of you can help. Does it have to do with that mist that's swallowing our friends whole? Yes and no. The mist uh, controls the land. 
as um she kind of see her kind of like think she's her nail just kind of like she's itching at her chin it's a little little little, little stubble too is uh, it's like a referee of sorts there's a lord that watches over us but he is not truly in control even if he thinks he is don't get me wrong he has great power and he has a iron fist and a heart that was broken with with love that has driven him mad turned him to do dark and terrible acts Mm, I know that feeling yes I'm sure you do you've all been broken at times Morgor never break I uh I did this myself I think more has broken in Morgor than he knows, and it takes someone to be really pushed to the edge to remove their own eye. If you would say so. I thought it was cool. (laughs) But a fortune I have. As you see her pull out a deck of cards shows if five cards here and there are five of you Maximus Morgor you both have been great here but I must insist that you travel on with this party leave us explore the lands as you will but for the party to break a curse here to remove the lord you will need help. And you will need guidance. And you see her begin to deal out a deck of cards of a Taroka deck. And as uh, she begins fanning through them and uh, swirling them in her hands, it's almost as if the cards take on a life of their own as she's flipping them around and shifting them. And in the moment she... Uh, throws both of her hands out onto the table and they they remain face down. They're all very ominous and the cards look almost like thin sheets of wood. As they're thick and heavy padded. Um, thin sheets, like almost like splints of wood. Um, thin uh, a little, it's a little heavier deck, heavy, heavier duty, and they look like they've seen age on them too. And when they even hit the table, there is a little bit of a clattered of a of a noise of them. And you see five of them overturn. The first one she grabs, she goes, ah. This one is for you. This card will tell you history, knowledge of the ancients, and will help you better understand your enemy. 
as I do a little card reading myself. I was going to say, like, what's the card? <clears throat> I'll let you know in a second. All right. So on my end, three of hearts. She goes, ah. The three of swords, the soldier, go to the mountains, climb the white tower guarded by the golden knights. This, you will find a book of ancient knowledge. And it is unwise to go blindly into a fight against the devil himself. As in, what kind of devil specifically? The devil. Oh, the devil himself. That's, that's nice. Well, I have a king on my side for the moment, maybe. Interesting. Thanks. This one is for you. As she looks over at the second card, laying out in a row. This card tells of a uh, powerful force of good and protection. A holy symbol of great hope. As this is a second. It was lost, but always makes its way around in the land whenever it is found, and has been used many times before. Ah she looks over, it is the Nine of Glyphs, the traitor. You're looking for a wealthy woman, a staunch ally of the devil, as she keeps the treasure under lock and key with the bones of an ancient enemy. Is this the same devil that Howard plans to fight? Why, yes, it is. The devil himself is the lord of the land. I see. And if you wish to leave Barovia, you will need all the help you can get. She looks at Remus. Speaking of devils, you've recently learned how to use a blade and excel in a sorted combat of sorts. So the third card I foresee shall be yours. This card is a card of power and strength, and it tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of sunlight. This will be... Second. 
One second. Shoot. That one's there. Danny, what was yours? Uh, three of Swords. Three of Swords. Finks, mm -hmm. yours was? Nine of Glyphs, I believe. Nine of, mm -hmm. nine of Glyphs, that's what it was. Um... Looking over at Remus, I just want to make sure I have this set properly. It is... Ah! <laughs> How fitting! The Seven of Stars, the Illusionist. What you see is a man is not what he seems. He comes here in a carnival wagon. Therein lies what you seek. Looking over at you, Max. Shows. Ah. The fourth card. This card will shed light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. And this one is... This treasure is hidden in the attic of the Blue Water Inn. There you seek a man that is somewhat familiar to partial of the party, whether they know it or not. And then finally, she looks over at you, Morka. Morka, you had the Master of Coins. Oh wait, huh? Oh shoot, I read you the wrong one. All right, hold on. DM DM is re rewriting that 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 work. My bad. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, you know. Oh no no no! I straight up I straight up gave the wrong one away. It's all good. So what we're we gonna say is say. 
We'll say it is perfect. We'll say this one. Uh, instead of this one, she goes, ah, the nine of coins, the miser. It is a uh, look for a fortress inside a fortress in a place hidden beyond fire. Yeah, straight up. They're, they're all supposed to be riddles of sorts, and I just pooped on that one. All right. It's all good. It's all good. And then finally, Morgor. The final card is for you, as I know you love to kill things and people. And this one will be a great task. For your enemy is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mortality. This card will lead you to him. How fitting. Ah, this is the... Where is my card? Where's my card? I'm just... Where's my die? Oh, there it is. Ah, the tempter. I see a secret place. A vault of temptation hidden behind a woman of great beauty. The evil waits atop his tower of treasure. That is where you shall confront and face the Dark Lord when the final swords clash blows. Morgor slow blinks and like one closes before the other one and he goes, so Morgor kills stuff? Yes, I see it in your future. Morgor will do lots of killing. Ah, Morgor, kill! But I see you all look uh, partially famished, so here is uh, some potions to help you along the way. She pulls out uh, five potions of healing. And she goes, looking at you, Morgor, Morgor, you're going to get hurt. She pulls out the, another one that is larger also. That's a greater potion of healing. <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> please. I beg of you all, please help our land. Break this curse from us. Vanquish the Dark Lord and lift the mist and allow us some peace for the time being. And that's where we're going to wrap up tonight. Thank you guys, everyone, so much for my uh, botched tarot card reading. We made it work. It's going to be a little interesting. I have a, if for those of you that have played Barovia, I have a path to chart for our players now. 
as I want it to be as random as we possibly can. I have some slight uh, stops for them along the way. It'll be very interesting. Some shit just lines up coincidentally perfect, and it's hilarious when it does. It's happened multiple times when I've done this reading. I always mess it up, too, so it works out even better that way. And I hope you all enjoy the show from where it's going to go. I've been your Dungeon Master, Anthony. Thank you so much, everyone. Please make sure that if you haven't yet, that you do hit subscribe, pound like, uh, follow on Instagram, podcasters underscore tabletop gaming, as well as on our Facebook, pod dash casters tabletop gaming. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and watching us. I don't know if we had any. Oh, we did have BlackRock Joe. Heck yeah, guys. Um, I realize you are in the chat. I have been uh, uh, busy away DMing. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, checking us out live. If you're catching us on a replay or you're listening to it, please make sure to check us out. Sunday nights we go live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, I'm your Dungeon Master for the night. I'm going to pa- uh, pass it on over to our players before we roll our D20, so grab them if you haven't yet. And Morgor, you're up first. Let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, well, you can find... Well, you can't find Morgor anywhere. He doesn't have any type of social media. I don't think he knows how to use it. Um, but you can check out DCT Industries at dctindustries.tabletopgaming on Facebook and DCT underscore industries on Instagram. Uh, be sure to look out for our first game, Kaimon, coming out later this year. Um, and check out Phoenix Forge, where Tony's posting some stuff he's painting for Kaimon. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Pass it on over to Tony. What's up, Finks? All right. If you guys want to, I guess we'll do this in reverse order. Just talk about Phoenix Forge on Instagram. Uh, painting primarily Warhammer, but I am working on some terrain. I will get around to that, I promise. Um, for the game here, um, as well as Kaimon and a couple other things. Um, so keep an eye out on Instagram if you want to follow Finks. Uh, he is on the Twitter at Podcasters Finks. Posted a fitting tribute to... Uh, the way he's feeling to the disappearance of Azoth. So. All right. I miss him. Hopefully he's safe. Okay. Let's pass it on over to Remus. I'm Remus. <laughs> uh, I'm Ricky Coates. I play Remus. I can follow Remus at Podcasters Remus on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter or anything else at Rick underscore Coates. Um, I am. Apparently, I'm looking for some sort of sword made of sunlight now. Might be a lightning bolt. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to see where this takes us. There are a lot of things going on in this campaign at once for Remus. And who knows? Who really knows? You know who knows? The Dungeon Master. That's I who do. knows. Not even. Not even. But he sets the rails for our train to derail. Um yeah. So, yeah, thank you for joining us along on the ride. Thank you, guys. And last – oh, wait, no. We also got Howard and Maximus, so um, Howard first. Okay. Uh, Howard, you can follow Howard on Twitter at PodcastersH. Uh, if you like to follow my doodles, I like to draw. Uh, Ratfink Arts on Instagram and Facebook. Go check it out. Now back to you, Mark. Hey, I'm Mark, uh, formerly known as the player Azoth, uh, now currently known as Maximus the Mad. 
who now has a social media account as well to, to keep up with the shenanigans. So add to your list of following uh, at podcaster Mad Max, all one word, uh, no S because there's a character limit. I was off by one. Um, and if you want to follow me on the social medias and all the nonsense that I'm all about, uh, my inner workings, uh, pretty much everything on social media is at the Mark Seven One Six. And yeah, sweet. All right, well, guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. You guys are all awesome. Grab those D20s because I want you all to keep. Ah, oh, it was a nineteen. Rolling. Oh, that's a sticker. Nice.